This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Um, Hey guys, it's Audrey. Welcome to season two of Puck Bunnies. Um, I was gonna mix a new intro music clip for us for this season, but I forgot and now I ran out of time. So I'll just do it for next week. So let's just start the show. Okay, bye. You like waited like a little bit too long before you said go. Like I know that that was my job last season. Oh. So if you want to like tighten it up like a little bit, that'd be great. I'm really sorry. Also, like we can switch back. I'm sorry that I was like on your turf. I can't believe you would do that. I know it's been a couple months, but you need to respect my role in the podcast, which is to do nothing except say whenever we start. Anyway. (laughs) Christina, hello. I told you we would be back and here we are. What if we're not back? What if this is your dream? I would honestly love that. As I've said many times before, I wish I didn't have a human body. I wish it was just an orb. That would really be kind of like a dream come true for me personally, if this had all been a dream. I wish that were true so that you could like float around me at work like Tinkerbell. Yeah. Causing trouble. Pulling your hair. She was a bitch. She Tinkerbell was, was a little bitch. She, she wanted to fuck Peter Pan. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's why she was jealous of Wendy. She was really- Peter Pan's mean- a boy. Ew. There wasn't really any logic involved. It was just like (laughs) the heart wanted what the heart wanted. And so she was really mean to Wendy. How would that even... All right, we're not going to start talking about this. (laughs) But I was about to go, how does this even work? And I'm like, no, that's... What's really funny is before we started recording, I was like, oh my God, what if we lost our mojo? No. Five seconds into the podcast, we're talking about how does Tinkerbell fuck. (laughs) (laughs) We're back! Season two, episode one, Puck Bunnies. What it do, everybody? It's me, Audrey. It's me, Christina. We're still friends. Somehow. We didn't talk to each other all summer to, like, keep the relationship fresh. Right. Yeah, actually, after June 13th, whenever we recorded the last one, Audrey just blocked me. On all all platforms. I went to her house. I knocked on her door. <laughs> she called the police. I moved. I physically moved homes. Audrey is currently in witness protection <laughs> so that I could not find her. No, actually, Audrey, we saw a lot of each other this summer. We did. Some would even say too much. I mean, we narrated every detail of our lives in real time to each other as usual. We also went to Vancouver. Dab. We went to the draft. And <laughs> then like two weeks ago, we went to Nashville. The dirty south. Audrey and I are going to go everywhere except to see each other in our homes. Right. <laughs> I will never go to Chicago. You will never come to D.C. No, in a way, it's a lot like The Bachelor, where they just go on like exotic more more. vacations. Yeah, like exotic dates. And then at the end of it, we decide if we want to get married. And I hope you say yes. Maybe after season two. Maybe if we have a successful season two. Um, How was your summer? I was chilling. I mean, I know how your summer was, but like, tell everybody else how your summer was. <laughs> yeah, like you were there for like half of it. Uh, I'm just chilling, living in the moment, not a cell phone in sight. I like, I'm like literally trying to think of what I did this summer. And for some reason, there's just like blank. You got, uh, you found out that you have ADHD. Oh, that's right. <laughs> 
a big one for both of us, I would say. That, that would explain a lot about why I just forgot what I did last summer. Yeah, so that was a big summer for me. I am now on legal speed and completely normal. So I'm cured. Fully functional. A, a fully functional. Normal girl. Transcended food. Transcended not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I just saw a lot of Audrey, which honestly made the summer great. What did you do? Um, Besides die and then like live in a simulation. I got two new large tattoos. Oh, that's right. I had a like a three week long depression spiral at like the end of July. And when I came to, I had adopted a kitten. Yeah. Oh my God. Let's talk about Misty. I got Misty. Hold on. Come here. Here she is. She's like a teenager now. She's almost four months old. She's so big, guys. I'm I mean, very proud of her. If you're listening to the podcast, I really hope you do follow Audrey on Twitter because that would be really weird. But she's gotten so big in the last like three weeks. She's probably almost four pounds. Anyway, I got a cat in a perfectly normal way. I would just like you to share with the class who told you to get a cat. Um, my therapist and also Christina. <laughs> Not <laughs> to be confused. Two most important people in my life. The only people Audrey has on speed dial are her therapist, um, a number that she thinks belongs to Chris Kreider, and me. Did I just did I show you the like account that just followed me? The, the Chris Kreider's neck. <laughs> Chris Kreider's long neck. <laughs> However, whose neck is longer, Chris Kreider's or Tyler Myers's? Tyler Myers' is... By a mile. By a mire, as they say. Thank you. (laughs) Should we talk? Speaking of necks, (laughs) do you want to talk about hockey? What's that? Um, Let's talk about the Eastern Conference. Yeah, so a fun fun thing I discovered today is that Chicago is not in the Eastern Conference, so... Yeah, you live in the Midwest. They say you never stop learning, and you really don't when it comes to this sport. Every day, another lesson. Let's uh, kick this off with a call that we got. Hello, bunnies. Uh, This is Mitch. I'm at work, and I'm trying to avoid work, so I'm calling you. Um, Eastern Conference. So, Atlantic Division. uh, Do they have to play? Like, we know how it's going to end up. Do they really have to play? I mean, it's going to be Toronto, Boston, Tampa, maybe Florida. But everything else is trash. Why are they playing 82 games? Love the show. Bye. (laughs) Like, this is a fair question. It is. Because the Metro is going to be so stacked this year. And the Atlantic Division is just kind of like, we're also here. That's not necessarily true. I mean, like a lot of a lot of people, like a lot of people, a lot of teams like in the Atlantic Division made moves in a huge way. When I think about the Atlantic Division, I think Boston, Toronto, and then the Sabres. You're forgetting like one very important team. The Lightning! The Lightning and the Panthers, yeah. Both of whom are going to be really good this year. I mean, we'll see. (laughs) Who's to say? Jury's out. I don't want to be held to anything that I say during the preseason because you remember episode one last season is when I was like, the Lightning (laughs) are winning the Stanley Cup. Many people are saying it. I'm saying it. I said it a thousand times. Yes. I jinxed myself. You said it not only in the first episode, but for the entire season. Really fun for me to watch you fall. So I'm just going to equivocate like back and forth on everything. We are real pundits now. They might be good and they might be bad. Who's to say, really? (laughs) Who's to say if it matters if they're good or bad? Right. Or sometimes a puck falls where it lays. Nice. Thank you. Put me on TSN. I'm ready. Stitch that on a pillow, why don't you? Let's start with Boston. The Bruins didn't really do much different except lose in the Stanley Cup finals. (laughs) Hey, it's because the towels. It's because of the towels. 
We actually won the Stanley Cup. I just want everyone to hear it here first. Mm-hmm. It was us. We did it. The thing is, is the Bruins didn't have anything to do. They already have everyone on an extremely like team-friendly contract. They signed um, oh, Charlie, Charlie McAvoy. Cheeks McAvoy and Brandon Carlo, and they both signed really team-friendly deals because like that's the Boston mentality is like, team first. This town is a cult. <laughs> I actually read something really interesting about regarding Boston and, and RFAs. And it was an interview with Tori Krug. Short King. So uh, Tori, if I may call him Tori, was talking about sort of the Mitch Marner situation and how different it was for him whenever he was looking at RFA Mm -hmm. and just how he feels sort of betrayed because now the league is going towards paying these guys like big money when they're young and in their prime. And like when he was young and and in his prime, not that he's not now, but when he was... When he was that age, the expectation is that you like, you get what you get and you don't get upset. Right. And that's the crazy thing is to look back. I mean, he was an RFA in like 2014, Mm -hmm. I think. And so to look back at like how quickly that has changed, it's just fascinating. The the league is moving at light speed when it comes to how it deals with RFAs and contracts and stuff like that. But it sucks for guys like Tori and like uh, Nathan McKinnon and Pasternak Uh also on the Bruins because they're going to get fucked because they're going to get through their contracts now and then they're going to hit RFA. There's going to be no cap space left for them. Well, yeah, and they're going to be old. But like they did that because thinking that they would get paid when they get old. And that's why, children, I'm here to say, give a little bit of advice since I just got a promotion. You better ask for your money, honey. Get that money. The only other behind-the-scenes stuff that the Bruins did is that their owner, uh, Jeremy Jacobs, oh, yeah. he ended up saying that he was going to hand the team down to his six kids. And I would really do a lot for like an HBO succession-style show about how that's going to go. It's going to be so good. Really powerful Boston accents. Here's the thing is maybe no one should be able to own a team. We should nationalize them. We sh- oh. We're really coming in hot season two. Wow. Nationalize the NHL. And also put them all in jail. Prison abolition except for professional athletes. That's right. Who's next? Uh, the Sabres. What about them? Well, the Sabres did not experience any big like Jeff Skinner-esque deals like last summer um, where everybody was like, oh my God, Jeff Skinner is going to play with Jack Eichel and things are going to be different. And they were different for about like three weeks. That was such a fun time. I remember talking about that. Remember when they won? They won 10 games in a row and everybody was like, they are going to the playoffs. Like, this is amazing. Oh my God. How young and naive. They did sign Jimmy Vesey from the Rangers. We love a college boy. He went to Harvard. And Colin Miller from the Knights, who I actually really like um, on defense. And their new coach is the guy who is now coming back to hockey after his last job was managing a Premier League soccer team. Should be fine. Sometimes you got to read career. Sometimes you got to have a midlife crisis and want to coach the Sabres. Now, see, that's a really interesting question. Who would be a good coach coming from like another sport to co- like and had to coach a hockey team? Right. <gasps> they should do that. <laughs> Like a reality show? It's like Dancing with the Stars style? Oh my god. Wow, I think we might have stumbled on. We have so many ideas. The other most important thing that the Sabres did is they revealed their sick new third jerseys. Oh, it is very With sick. like the gold buffalo on it. I want it. I want one of those really bad. If you're listening to this and you're on the Sabres. Jack Eichel, this is the first time <laughs> I'm going to talk about you this season. It's been a while. <laughs> Just checking in, wanted to say, I'm still ride or die for you, boo. Can you send me a throwback jersey? Thanks. Thanks so much. How do you, baby boo? I'm trying to bring that back. What do you think? 
I, if we're not bringing back Bun B, that's Texas baby. <laughs> we also we also are bringing. Yeah. Back. How many times do you think you and I screamed at each other in person? The song lyric Bun B, that's Texas baby <laughs> in like Nashville. Too many times. What happens in the Nashville stays in Nashville. Would you like to talk about speaking of the dirty South, the Carolina Hurricanes? I feel like the Hurricanes had, like, a really fucking weird summer. And, like, I didn't really know until I was cramming for tonight Eric how Tulsky, weird it's been. Eric Tolsky, the god. Stats god. I stan. <laughs> he said, what if we didn't have any forwards? It's like he peered inside my brain and was like, what will personally appeal to Audrey? What are those three little words every Audrey Bowler wants to hear? And it was, two-way defenseman. <laughs> <laughs> They have so many. They have. He like, said, what? "You love Dougie Hamilton. Let me give you six more of him." It's like whenever I like find a shirt that I really like from Gap Tall because I have to buy them like all clothes at Gap Tall. All right, and then I flex. buy like eight of them. Yeah, different colors. Like today, they finally, and by finally, I don't mean it like in a derogatory way. I just mean that there had been tons of Justin Falk trade rumors like every year, but they did trade him to St. Louis today for Joel Edmondson, crop top king of the Midwest. I'm doing like a little movie yeah, right now. I love I'm it. so excited. So the weirdest part about that trade to me is not that they traded they traded for a defenseman, essentially. It was the deal that oh, he got. Oh, it's fucking bizarre. He's like what? Like almost seven million for like six, six years? years? What the fuck? And it's fuck? also front loaded. Like I think he's getting nine million the first two years that he's there. Why? He's not that good. He's not that good. That's the thing. Like, that's why there have been rumors on rumors. Because the thing about Justin Falk is that it was kind of the Jake Gardner effect with him, Mm -hmm. who the Canes also signed this summer, is that, like, (laughs) Justin Falk, decently good defenseman, but when he makes mistakes, they're huge. Yes. I feel like I remember him basically almost doing an own goal once. So they traded Justin Falk. They brought in Ryan Dezingle and Jake Gardner, just part of their ongoing quest to sign every available defenseman in the league. They also locked in Sebastian Ajo. With much aplomb. Mm-hmm. What a dumb thing that was. What a stupid just set of events that happened. Tell me about the offer sheet drama. Okay, so it's the middle of the summer. Not much is going on. Not much in the old brain going on. I'm recently medicated for my lifelong ADHD. Audrey's got a cat. And also, the uh, Montreal Hebs. 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 Oh, for she did. What if I did this the whole time? I'm not going to do that. I don't want you to do that. <laughs> okay. They offer she did uh, Sebastian Ajo for like, what, 11 million or something? Correction. The Montreal Canadiens offered cheated Sebastian Ajo for five years at an average annual value of $8.4 million. Just absurdly low. It was just stupid. Like, it was a dumb offer. <laughs> it was like, it was honestly like one of those situations where you're in elementary school. Not that this ever happened to me, but I assume this happens to people where like the really weird kid writes like, do you want to go out on a date with me? Circle yes or no. And like slides it across the table. And Sebastian took one look at that and was like, no. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I'm not fucking doing that. The Canes grabbed the paper before he could even get it. And were like, buddy, No. I think the most interesting part of it all was how public it all was. Oh, yeah. It was so dramatic. Like, the Canes PR team was just, like... Owning them. It was really... It was unfortunate. It was just like, you fools. You absolute buffoons. It was embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Obviously, he did not go to Montreal. But I feel like it lasted so long. They locked him in. We got a text that's addressed to you about the Canes. Okay. And it is, 
Justin Williams, when does he come out of retirement and rejoin the Hurricanes? And if he doesn't, how does Christina handle that? If Justin Williams does not come back to the Carolina Hurricanes, I will simply have to fill in for him. Who says you can't? I have the same on-ice leadership skills. I have never skated. You love to sacrifice the body. Can you score off your forehead like you did last season? I can score off any surface of my body. I think you've got this, honestly. They need a captain. You have natural leadership abilities. I have way better ideas for storm surges than he does. (laughs) They would be fucked up. (laughs) Let's go. Let's do Black Swan. (laughs) All right, Sebastian, you're Natalie Portman. Let's go. But like, for real, do you think he's going to come back? No, I don't think so. Okay, well, I think he is. So isn't that interesting? I guess we'll just leave it at that then. (laughs) I think he'll be back. What did he say? I don't remember exactly what he said. He basically was like, I'm taking a step back from the sport right now. He was like, I'm not saying that I'm retiring. I just need a little break. I need to regroup. I need to figure out what I want to do. What if he came back and like had a really weird hobby? He already does have a really weird hobby and it's doing the crossword. That's not weird. That's so cool. I think that he will come back if they either start doing really well or start doing really poorly. Oh, so he can like be the hero. Or if people are telling him that they need his leadership, Mm -hmm. they need him to like pull the team together, you know? The reason I think, yeah, and I I, I agree that that, that's possibility or probability of what, what will happen. I just think I look at him and I'm like, this is a man who has children, who's older. I think that he's feeling the effects of it on his body. And I think that maybe I could see him very easily sliding into like a front office job. I feel like he'd be really good at that. You should assistant coach because him and Rod are so close. Are they buddies? Yeah, because they were on the team together when they won the cup way back when. That's also weird. Rod I don't was know if captain. I could be. I don't know if I could be co- like coached by my. Like, I don't know. I guess it happens all the time. But I guess that sort of is the same thing. Whenever like you tell me to like make lists, go to the nutritionist, yeah. and then also when I I tell you to make lists, go to the doctor. <laughs> Audrey and I are just like an Ouroboros of telling each other to go to the doctor. Right. <laughs> Different and specialists. Calm down. <laughs> And then we say, I love you, goodnight, and we do it all again the next day. Okay. So Columbus. All right. Remember uh, them? Tough summer for Columbus because they lost Panarin, Bobrovsky, and Matt Duchesne, who was there for about 0.5 seconds. <laughs> well, there's honestly not a whole lot to say. As soon as they got bounced, you kind of knew that was going to happen. I got to wonder, like, what the locker room is like. But honestly... It must be kind of nice to just have no expectations. Right. Like, who knows what's going to happen. And I'm like, I'm still interested to see how the Jackets do this year. Just because, mm-hmm. like, they didn't lose any of their defensive core. You know, they've still got Seth Jones, Zach Wierenski, And that's, like, how they absolutely smothered the Lightning in the first round yeah. of the Cup Finals. So with the board check. There she goes, folks. Here I go. Here I go. I know a board check. Back check. I also know that points and goals are not the same. Uh, Another quick hit, the Detroit Red Wings, original six team. Not sure if you're familiar. Um, Yeah. Not much. Their big signing of the summer was that Steve Yeiserman is back, who's going to be their GM. God, King Twink right there. That's a hottie. Hottie back in the day, hottie now. Hottie yesterday, hottie tomorrow, hottie forever. I'm excited for them to be thoroughly bad to mediocre Mm -hmm. again. Maybe next year. I don't know what the fuck they got to do there. They're attempting a rebuild, but it's just been so slow. And I think part of that is because like their old GM, Ken Holland, had been there for over 20 years. 
Mm-hmm. And so now they've brought Iserman in and they haven't made the playoffs for the last three years. So mm-hmm. I don't think this next year, because they didn't do anything substantive over the summer, mm-hmm. I don't think that this is going to be their year, but maybe they will show enough promise because like they do have promising young guys. They're just so young. Yeah. They literally need to play more games. I just want to see Little Caesars Arena rocking and rolling again. God, that's a curse. I want phrase. the whole fucking stadium to be yelling pizza pizza <laughs> at those boys. That's what they deserve. <laughs> Dylan Larkin needs to hear the chance of pizza pizza ringing through his ears. The Panthers, baby. Oh, you know what? Here's the thing, Audrey, is we're going to have to learn who some of the Panthers are this year, which is really annoying. And that's a horrifying thought that we're going to maybe watch Panthers games. We didn't watch this. I didn't. I could not have told you one person on the Panthers. Keith Yandel, really good at creating content. Um, they won the Barovsky sweepstakes. Uh, so they yeeted their old goalie, who we love. Roberto Luongo. He retired. He self-yeeted. They're sitting up to the glue farm. <laughs> yeah, the glue factory, aka Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, fun in Vancouver. They're looking at being like a team that you might have to watch like two oh, games of God. this season. Who's to say that we will or won't? Because we're not letting you little fuckers pick games for us anymore because you only picked really bad ones. Oh, you know what'll be a good a good one to watch is the first like Rangers Panthers game when it's Panarin and Bobrovsky. Oh, I wonder if they miss each other. I mean, it would be like if I was on the Panthers and you were on the Rangers. If I were on Puck Bunny still, and then you went to Puck Soup. We don't really have to talk about the Habs anymore because, like, really the only thing that happened is the offer sheet mess. Habs. You really can't do a French accent, can you? Much less a French-Canadian accent. I don't even know what that one was. It was just a grunt. It is, like, really fascinating that they went out and were like, you know what the best way to make Sebastian Ajo, one of the most promising young forwards in the league, one of the best ways to get him to want to come to Montreal is to offer him less money than literally everybody else thinks he deserves they were negging him they were literally negging him they literally did the move of haha just kidding unless i'm good actually thank you so much i'm gonna stay in raleigh with my boys hi bunnies longtime listener first time caller um Really excited to have you guys, you two, back for the new hockey season. And I just have a quick question for Audrey. If Christina signed an offer sheet with the Montreal Canadiens, would you match and why? All right, thanks. Bye. Wow. I'm, like, scared what you're going to say. I mean, I would have to see what else was on the table first. Are you kidding me? If there's a promising crop of young, unsigned podcasters, agents out there... (laughs) This is, this is, you're just trying to get rid of me. I knew it. I would have to weigh my options. I would have to weigh, I'm just kidding, Christina. I would match it immediately, obviously. Yes, you would put me in a cage. You wouldn't even let me sign it. Siri, play Irreplaceable by Beyonce. (laughs) Thank you for not signing me away to the Montreal Canadiens. Sorry. Hey, bunnies, it's Pat. I'm really jazzed you guys are coming back to spend another season with us. And, uh, yeah, I'm really jazzed to be checking out another season of the NHL. My Devils had a really fun off season that I'm way too optimistic about. So to temper all of my optimism, I'm going to try and do something stupid by shotgunning a beer and throwing it onto Twitter every time P.K. Subban or Jack Hughes scores this season, which I really hope isn't a lot. But if it is, so be it.
So uh, anyway, yeah, I'm glad you guys are back, and uh, it's going to be another fun year. Bye-bye. Hello, this is Beth from Chicago, long-time medium time. I was calling to see if there were any teams that you are surprisingly and unexpectedly very into this season after the summertime trade shuffle. For me, it was, unfortunately, the New Jersey Devils, which is, again, unfortunate, but here we are. They got B.K. Subban, they got Wayne Simmons, still have Taylor Hall, Jack Hughes, who seems like a perfectly lovable little teenage dirtbag, and Connor Carrick, who I actually don't like that much, but I am following him on Instagram unwillingly, but I wanted to see if there were any other, you know, tray, unexpected trades that made you unexpectedly start rooting for a team. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. Okay, it is the biggest mood in the world to not like following Connor Carrick on Instagram. It's still- but just to have to do it. Yeah, like that is whenever I saw that in the call doc, I was like, that's a huge, that's the hugest <laughs> mood of all time. The thing is that when you sign up for Instagram, you are automatically opted into following Connor Carrick. Like you don't have a choice. And here's the other thing about Connor Carrick: Shadow GM. The highlight. That, okay, here, here, here's the highlight of my summer, folks. Is Connor Carrick quote tweeted me? Why did he do that, Christina? <laughs> because I wrote like 180 characters of like fan fiction about him. Being the shadow GM of the Devils. That was a really big moment for me. And I'm glad that you were there for it. It was exciting. It was really exciting. I think the Devils are going to be really fucking good. And I think that's so fun. Love that for them. I'm pissed that I have to like get into them. I'm also into the Devils now. Because... They have so much fun personality. Can you imagine a locker room with PK and fucking Taylor Hall together? It's unbelievable. And also the fact that Taylor Hall requested that Jack Hughes sit next to him in the locker room. (laughs) Real Scorpio hours. He wants to to make a confidant is what he wants to do. Tell me all your secrets, Jack. To me, the Devils are, they won the summer sweepstakes of who can be a wildly both exciting and better team at, on paper, mm-hmm. at least, obviously. Is Jack Hughes good? Real question for everybody out there. Is overall number one <laughs> NHL draft pick Jack Hughes, is he good? Okay. You know what? Jury's still out. There are some people who were first overall draft picks and not very good. I graduated in the top 10 of my high school and I'm a piece of shit. So numbers are meaningless. Did you see in his very first preseason game that he scored on Henrik Lundqvist in like the first 20 seconds of the game? No, that's awesome. I'm so happy for him. Okay, here's the thing. I was just talking about this with one of our friends. The Hughes family freaks me out. Yeah, they're like little mutants, little hockey mutants. They're so, they're so small. And like, they all look like they've never seen the sun. They're all short kings. I'm interested to see, like, what happens to their faces as they get older. Me too. I wish we could sh- stick their faces in, like, an algorithm and see see what happens. They look so young right now. And I'm just, it, I know, I'm confronted babies. with the fact that these, like, little babies are just, like, hitting each other. And I don't like to think about brain trauma. Anyway. Um, anyway, I think the Devils are going to win the Stanley Cup. You heard here first. Are there any other teams that you got into, surprisingly, this summer? just the blues it's really fun to see them like yeah go ape shit also we didn't know anything about them so we had to learn about we them. had to learn a lot about them very fast yeah i mean i also kind of took like a hiatus from hockey this summer uh also hiatus from my brain and i basically only care about the devils now because they're gonna be so fun do they live in new york most of the, like where do they what is i feel like a lot of them live in hoboken oh very hip of them 
I would like to see like Lindsay Vaughn hanging out in like dispensary in Hoboken. Oh, and they got engaged. They did. PK and Lindsay got engaged. I'm so happy for them. Imagine like how lush and gorgeous that wedding's going to be. The Instagram content is going to be incredible. So good. The Islanders. <laughs> Not great. Big Islanders move was that Robin Leonard pieced the fuck out to Chicago. I was just thinking about this today. I don't understand because the person that they signed. Semyon Varlamov. Thank you. From the abs. I only know who he is because he used to play for the Caps. Okay. Well, I thought you were just flexing on me and I was just like, they're paying him the same that Chicago is paying Leonard. So I'm just like, what the fuck happened there? And Varlamov didn't have like a great season last year. Like him and Grubauer basically split yeah. the load in Chicago. I mean, in Colorado. So you have to think it's a personality thing. This kind of trade to me was mostly funny because Robin Leonard and Varlamov are both kind of shitty guys in their own unique ways. Mm-hmm. We know that Robin Leonard is a Trump guy, big MAGA guy, and also like said some weird shit about mental health this summer. What did he say? I missed that. He more was like shocked that like some of his medications cost so much money <laughs> and made some like boneheaded tweets about like the cost of healthcare oh in the United God. States. And I was like, yes, welcome to the rest of the world where we all live. That feel when you're Swedish. And then Varlamov, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but he like beat his wife. Life and it was like a big thing. Oh, hate, you hate it to see that. They also re-signed Anders Lee. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, in a really weird way to pretend like he wasn't like their fifth option. Because right. they, they went after they went after Pavrowski and they also went after Panarin really hard. Oh, let's talk about the Rangers. Let's talk about the Rangers. What would you like to what would you like to share about the Rangers, Audrey? Well, I think Mika had a good summer. Oh my god, Mika! I'm really happy for Mika because he's back and he gets to play with Artemi Panarin. He gets to be on a good team. He gets to have some good guys on there. They also, the Rangers, drafted Capo Caco. Wow. It's a nice city. (laughs) (laughs) I love him. How much English do you think he speaks? Uh, 20 words. My god. And two of them are like Puck, Stick. He knows everybody's last names and that's about it. He knows how to say ragged. And then they traded for Jacob Truba from the Jets. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. The big thing was that we thought that they were going to have to trade more players away, like because their cap space was getting so squeezed. Mm -hmm. And then they ended up trading Kevin Shattenkirk to the Lightning. But that was pretty much it. I think they're going to be like are fun to watch this year. And I, I'm just glad that like, I don't care about anyone else on the team. I'm just glad that Mika might have some joy this year. Fuck everybody else, but Mika and Chris Kreider. And Chris Kreider, but mostly Mika. Good job, Mika. Go Mika. It's going to be really fun to watch the Devils Rangers rivalry Ooh. come back in full force because it's going to be Jack Hughes, number one overall versus Capo Caco, number two overall. That's going to be fun. What position does, is Hughes? Hughes isn't a defenseman. Quinn's a defenseman. I think he's a center, and I think I'm going to fuck this up, but I think Capo Caco is a right winger. Okay, cool. It doesn't matter. Positions don't matter. Anyway. No, fuck that. Everybody needs to play all positions. That's right. Grow up. That's the future of hockey, baby. You have to be, you're in goal. Everyone has to be in goalie at least once a season. That's a new league rule. It's just like baseball, where the, where the pitcher has to, has to hit. So the Ottawa Senators. Oh... Well, big trade for the Sens this summer. Uh, they <laughs> traded <laughs> Cody Cece for Nikita Zaitsev. Cody Cece. Future, Cody Cece is a Maple Leaf. Future captain of the Maple Leafs. 
Um, maybe two of the worst current defensemen and current contracts in hockey. Just one for one. <laughs> we really love to see it. Switcheroo. The only other thing that happened in Sensland is that Eugene Melnick continues to be just like a total dirtbag. In the past like three weeks, a couple of stories come came out about how he has insane gambling debt. Hell yeah. He's being sued by a casino in Connecticut for over like $900,000 in gambling debt. That's awesome. And he's supposed to be like a billionaire. So where is that money? And also he's now banned from using private jets from like this one private jet provider because he owes them a lot of money. Well, that's interesting, actually, because if there's no money, then maybe he has to sell them and maybe they can get a good owner. I would like to see it. You and me, Puck Bunnies? Puck Bunnies LLC buys a sentence. Can we please talk about the Flyers? Yes. I can, we haven't even talked about the Leafs yet. We, we're not going to do this in an hour. Also, just a uh, sidebar, we have to do our fantasy draft in like nine minutes. Did you see that somebody named their team Visco Skaters? I love them. Uh, I'm excited. I think it'll be kind of fun. I'm just going to keep auto pick on and just like look at what happens. Yeah, me too. Let's talk about the Flyers. Sorry, we had to take a quick break because we are literally five minutes away from doing our fantasy draft. The Flyers. The Philadelphia Flyers. We proud of them. They signed Kevin Hayes to like a $7 million contract, which like, okay, sure, go off. I mean, listen, who among us would not want to sign like a huge, tall, blonde man? for $7 million a year. So I cannot, I cannot fault them on that one. Right, exactly. I think most importantly, uh, Carter Hart found out that he is lactose intolerant. Oh, on God. Welcome to the squad. (laughs) Can't eat anything. You're going to hate your life forever. He's like, yeah, I stopped eating milk and eggs. And then I started feeling way better. And I was like, Carter, eggs are not dairy, (laughs) but... (laughs) Good job. One step at a time. Like, it's fine. I mean, the Flyers... They really had like a a quick six month makeover in like the end of the year. They have a new GM. They have a new head coach. You know, they signed like a big free agent. They have Carter Hart. Starter Hart. Is he going to start? So their other goalie, his name is Brian Elliott. Mm -hmm. He's a vet. I feel like they'll probably split it. Mm -hmm. But I would guess that Carter Hart wants to take control of that situation yeah this season which is hard because like a lot of hockey players in their second season they usually have like a little decline well it's super hard because i know that like most goalies take a little bit longer to mature and like cure into like a beautiful piece of pastrami uh in the net a good piece of jerky we need him to be thick solid and tight in the net and dairy free dairy free yeah he's gonna be the boy king of the flyers we just want this for demita so badly we honestly do if the eagles are gonna suck this year we need the flyers to kind of pull this one off flyers rise up what about the penguins oh i uh (laughs) 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 um if i had to like make a list of like the worst signings that happened this summer or trades i would have to put penguins right at the top because they are paying a tanev not chris brandon the other one the other one the one who looks kind of the weird. one with the cheekbones seven million dollars a year like an absurd term i think it's like six years this is once again proving my theory that pittsburgh is obsessed with handing out contracts based only on handsomeness which like in a way i respect but also what the fuck 
I mean, he's going to be playing, like, second line. That's absurd. He's going to be playing with Evgeny Malkin. Right. I don't understand how you can, like, look at hockey today and then look at where the league is going. Like, look at everything and be like, you know what we need? We need to get we need to get slower. <laughs> we need to sign six to eight year deals only with old people who are bad. Yeah. Anyway, hope that strategy works out for them. The only other thing that they did really, which was in a deal designed specifically to appeal to me, they traded Phil Kessel to Arizona. The next episode is actually just going to be thirty minutes of Audrey saying Kessel Kachina, <laughs> Kessel Kachina jersey over and over again until I manifest it into appearing in my hands. Oh God, I can't wait. What about the Lightning? Who? The what? Your pick for a Stanley Cup champions last year? Yeah, I don't think we have to go over that again. (laughs) Uh, I mean, the only thing I can think of is that they signed Shen. I mean, they... Okay. My thing with the Lightning is they are in a tough spot when it comes to, like, looking at what happened in the playoffs last year and then, like, what to do about that. Because there's nothing to do, is the thing. Their roster Like, who are you going to trade? Kucherov? No. Are you going to get rid of Steven Stamkos? Absolutely not. But they re-signed Brayden Point. They re-signed Braden Point, like, two days ago. For, like, an absurdly team-friendly deal. The Boston of Florida. That's what they call Tampa. (laughs) Is it? Is it? Uh, They also, for some weird phenomenon that I can't explain, they also signed Kevin Shattenkirk and Patrick Maroon. Very (laughs) strong, like, dad strength (laughs) quotient coming out of Tampa. They're like, we have too many Russians here. We gotta get some, like, nice... Some dad bods. Mixed in the dad bods. Actively balding dad bods. Shattenkirk's hairline, what is going on? It was gone, like, five years ago. It was gone when he played in D.C. And it's fine. But, buddy, just shave it. Just shave it. Austin Matthews, if you are listening, don't let that happen to you. Speaking of Austin Matthews, let's talk about Kyle Dubas's hot girl summer. I don't know if he was enjoying it. (laughs) I mean, I certainly was. I literally cannot believe the mess that it devolved into. What's crazy is that we started off the summer very strong. Do you remember like a little bit after draft weekend when all the big trades were happening? The Leafs made like one of, I think, the most significant trades of the summer, which is that they traded Kadri to the Avs for Tyson Berry Mm -hmm. and Alex Kerfoot. Yeah, I think that was like one of the very few completely even trades. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, I think Colorado might have gotten a better... I mean, just, just because they so needed a second line center mm-hmm. that, yes. like, it's going to work out better for them. And they got Burakovsky, too. So they have they have insurance, basically. I like the trade because I really like Kadri. And because they had so much depth in his position, like, he wasn't getting to play on the line that he deserved to play on. I think he's a great player, and I think a lot of the criticisms against him are, like, fucking racist. Mm-hmm. And also, one of the few NHL players who has a cat. We so have we have stand. no choice. So like that trade kind of set a high bar for them for the summer. They also then dumped Nikita Zaitsev in the dirt in <laughs> Ottawa, but also then they brought in Cody Cece, who is like already being paired with Morgan Riley. So like choices <laughs> were being made for sure. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for them to play a regular season game with that as their top line defense pairing. Like I think Manny will bust. He's not going to be able to survive the game. They also had... So the issue that Toronto is facing is just like... They have all these people that they have to pay. 
So they had to do all, I mean, just in ways that I'm not going to describe on the podcast because Audrey will fall asleep, but they had to do a lot of really interesting, like, no, please tell me. Cap clearing moves. So you know who David Clarkson is, right? Yes. And like, everyone was like, why would they sign him? He's broken. He's not going to play anymore. And the way it works is like when you're on long-term injury reserve, for whatever reason, you can kind of subtract that from your overall cap hit. So you're basically paying someone money so that it doesn't affect your cap. I have no idea how the fuck it works. It's right. absurd. But like this is the length that they were going they were going through to sign Mitch. The whole thing was predicated on Mitch Marner's belief that he deserved Austin Matthews money because of how gigantic Austin's contract was and how big the William Nylander contract was. Basically, the last two big contracts that were signed with the Leafs were players pretty much getting everything they wanted. So like, why would Mitch think that he would be any different? I mean, I I sort of think that that's almost a mischaracterization of like what happened because like Nylander had to go abroad to get what he wanted. That's where I sort of take, I I take umbrage. Oh my God, I cannot believe I just said the words. (laughs) English major ass. With people saying that Kyle just like rolls over because like he really didn't. No, no, I don't think, I don't think he rolled over. I think that he, for some reason, did not expect Mitch to hold out, to have the willingness to hold out for as long as he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think we can all say a hearty way to go, Paul. Paul really pulled it off. The most powerful man in hockey. And I do. And I honestly do think that he was behind a lot of the pushing and like why it took so long. So Mitch Marner's contract now Mm -hmm. is a six-year contract. So he's 22 now. He'll be 27 when his contract is up. So that's like peak. And so it's roughly like 11 million a season. It's like 10.8. Yeah, super front-loaded as they do nowadays. I mean, he got everything he wanted. He got the term that he wanted. He got the money that he wanted. And now (laughs) their top four players are taking up nearly half of their cap space, Mm -hmm. which is fascinating. It's really wild. That's... Most of the Leafs drama, we thought, until today. <laughs> oh, you thought. Bitch, you thought. So I, my theory about this, about what we're about to talk about, is Austin got upset that someone was getting all the attention that wasn't him. <laughs> and so he decided to be an asshole. I think that he was having, because he's a Virgo, I think that he was having a lot of strong emotions about Mitch and like the whole not having your best friend with you. And he was acting out because of that by doing some sexual harassment. (laughs) Yeah. So if you haven't heard by now, uh, Austin Matthews was arrested in Scottsdale, Arizona. Audrey's hometown. What's up? For basically harassing a woman in her car at 2 a.m like trying to get her to open the door she's like a security guard at a condo Mm -hmm. there and like whenever she was like no go away Mm -hmm. uh he yanked down his pants um and spread his ass cheeks at her with his underwear still on which thank you for that bit of decency sir there are uh there's camera footage of a very tall young man walking around with his uh pants down by his ankles did you know that no, I didn't. See yeah, it that's yet. why he got charged with it. Yeah. Oh, well, no one's seen it. It just exists. Oh, okay. The question really is here. So this happened like the last week of July. Mm-hmm. The incident happened the last week of July. How long have the Leafs known about it? And a uh, survey says since July. Everyone has been saying that, like, the minute that Mitch gets signed, Austin's going to get the C. Like, that's what everybody was saying. And, like, I don't think it's going to happen now. There's really only two ways that this can end up going. If he gets the C and he issues, like, a very sincere apology, he says he's going to do all this stuff. He kind of takes, like, the Morgan Riley route. Mm -hmm. People are going to, and especially in Toronto, they're going to rally around him and be like, he's changed. He's reformed. He's willing to do the work. 
he deserves his position. Or now they're just going to fucking hand it off. It's really interesting that you bring up the media element of it, like how that's mm-hmm. all going to play into it, because it's impossible to ignore how the media played into this to begin with. Like, this is right. a kid who's been told for his entire life that he's like American hockey personified. Yeah. Like, he's going to beat the guy. You're the hope, you're the future, like, you're amazing. So, of course, you're going to behave like a total fucking asshole because you think nothing's going to happen to you. And it's also very disappointing to see people, like, treating this like a joke. I will say, I will say that I don't think he would have done this had he been in Toronto for the summer. No, I don't think so. Because in Toronto, they're so monitored at all times. Like, the scrutiny is on you. But in fucking middle of Scottsdale, like, condo complex. Like, no one's gonna- Like, I've been there. (laughs) Who amongst us hasn't been drunk in the middle of a condo complex in Scottsdale? Who who among us hasn't been doing, like, hood rat shit in Scottsdale, Arizona? Exactly, exactly. What he did was sexual harassment and like, it's not, I don't think it's, I mean, I, it's, it's not funny. It's, it's not, not funny. funny. So like, I don't like seeing the jokes about it. Do I think anything is going to happen? Honestly, it's going to delay his, get him getting his captain, captaincy. But like, other than that, like nothing's going to happen. Sidebar about this whole saga is that I, whenever I saw it getting tweeted out at first, I was like, oh, fuck. My finally, my law degree mm-hmm. coming in handy. So I realized that not I did not have access to Pacer anymore. So I had to get on the Maricopa County website and look his ass up, and it's in there. Austin Taylor. That's actually the funny part. Why is that his middle name? It's like somebody squished Taylor Lautner's name together. Anyway, Austin, do better. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. I mean, also I think it opens up a really interesting conversation. Where, why do we assume that these guys are good? No, I know. Why do we give anybody the benefit of the doubt anymore? Because I'm absolutely guilty of like, I mean, I liked Austin. Like, I thought he seemed like a good guy. Why is the fact that because they haven't done anything, then I assume that they're good? It's safer to just presume somebody's guilty until they prove that they're innocent. Normal ass world. If they're a man, I mean, when when has a man ever done anything good? That's our official position on men. They don't do anything good, so fuck them. We've only got one team left. Could it be Audrey's team? My sweet boys. How have all the men in your life been doing this summer, Audrey? You you met one of them. Well, I mean, like, I didn't meet one of them. <laughs> Do you want to tell that story really quick? Well, I mean, it, it has relevance. So the Caps this summer kind of were just fiddling around with some random stuff. They traded Matt Niskanen for Radko Gudis from the Flyers. Bizarre trade for the Flyers. Just Flyers doing Flyers shit. Like that was a bad trade for them. Gudis is good though. They traded Andre Burakovsky. They signed a couple guys who like needed basically like a fresh start and hopefully are going to get some stability in DC. Garnet Hathaway from the Flames and Brendan Leipzig from the Kings. And then... Evgeny Kuznetsov had to apologize for being too cool. Yeah, sorry that he was, uh, like, certain on that yay. Sorry that he has friends and likes to party. All he's guilty of doing is having a good time. It's 2019. Everybody's doing coke. Not me, to clarify. All the cool people are doing coke. Maybe he shouldn't have done it during world championships, but, like, when else are you hanging out with all your buddies from around the world? Having a good time. So he was suspended for three games for inappropriate conduct. What you were saying about me like meeting someone mm-hmm. was that <laughs> when I was flying back from Vancouver and I was it was during my layover in the Toronto airport before I flew back to DC. My layover was really long, like so long that the flight before me 
was in the same boarding area that I was. And I was so sick. I had full on the Roxy flu. I was like lying on the floor. So I walk over to the terminal. I'm like, feel disgusting. I look like shit. I sit down next to this guy and it's Evgeny Kuznetsov, like getting ready to fly back to DC. And I was like, motherfucker. He was in like full incognito too, right? Did not say a word to him, obviously. But I was also like, it's the middle of July. Why is this man flying back from Toronto? And so now it makes a little bit more sense because the league and the team has known about his failed cocaine test since June. So he was probably in Toronto meeting with NHL reps. He's getting yelled at by Daddy Bettman. Yeah, exactly. How much cocaine do you have to do to get in trouble? I think literally any cocaine, Christina. Okay, well, I don't know if it was, like, a lot of cocaine. Enough to show up in a drug test. Okay, here's the other thing, Audrey Buller. The NHL is really weird about, like, what substances are and aren't allowed. So that's why I was asking. Sorry well, for trying also, to learn. They have, they have, like, a first, second offense, third offense, like, rank thing. Like, you can do weed, but you can't take, like, Adderall, which is offensive to me. Honestly, it is offensive. Like, it sucks because... I know, it sucks. Now that I'm on it, I'm like, I need this to be functional. It's not like I'm on zooted juice or anything like that anyway. We have a couple of miscellaneous texts, if you would like to address them. I would like to address them. Hey, uh, Phil from Manchester here, the original one where communism was born, not the shitty knockoff in New England. So thanks to some Twitter accidents, and despite having almost zero knowledge of hockey, I ended up discovering Puck Bunnies and listened at the entire first season of the pod last week. That is some pervert shit. That's like a not insignificant amount of time. (laughs) That's like 30 hours. Phil, are you okay? (laughs) Anyway, uh, I'm in too deep now, and I have to listen to this season too, so who should I support? East Coast only. Time zones are a bitch. I'm pretty much learning about hockey from the podcast, by the way, so no pressure. Well, a lot of mistakes were made here. Yeah. First Bold of all. choices made on all levels. Who should he support? On the, on the East Coast. What's like a... F- hmm. I mean, like, it's easy for me to say the devils, because they're fun. Yeah, but that's such an easy answer now. I know. If you're looking to suffer... If you want a little pain and suffering, I would say the Flyers. Pain, suffering, and also personality and hope. Young, scrappy, and hungry. Copyright Lin-Manuel Miranda. Can you never do that again? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And if you want a team that actually is going to make the playoffs. And who hasn't in a while, then I would say the Rangers. Or the Habs could be fun. No, God, I wouldn't recommend anybody do that. There's, they're not, they're not interesting to me. Oh yeah, maybe the Rangers. The Rangers would be good. Whoever does like the Rangers social media is not very good at it, but they do a lot of video content, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. You should look up Mika Zibanejad. See if that sells you on the Rangers. Who else in the East Coast? I mean, obviously we are a Canes podcast. Oh yeah. So. Why didn't that come to us sooner? Yeah, if you want a team that will be easy to root for, and I would say has a relatively, you know, as of fucking preseason path to making the playoffs this year, I would say the Canes. If you want to suffer, I would say the Flyers. Mm -hmm. And if you want to look at a bunch of bots, I would say the Capitals. Yeah, something to love for everybody. You could just be like us and love every team. Here's the last text that we got. Okay. Do you think your cats would like each other if they met? Don't even, like, I think about this so much. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. And I am sure that they will get along. You can't just dangle that in front of my face. I'm just saying. If you brought your cat with you, that means that we were living near each other. And I can't have that kind of hope in my life. 
Well, anyway, I'm just saying. Okay, I I think that they would get along because Dido, not very aware of what's going on in the world, uh, loves to sit, loves to stare. Misty's sleeping back there. So. I know, I see her. I've been like looking at her all night. She looks <laughs> she looks so happy. I'm drafting someone. Who is it? Who'd you get? Oh, oh, uh, we have someone called Darnell Nurse from Oh, the- from the Oilers. <laughs> His sister is a really, really great WNBA player. I think his brother. He doesn't have a brother, I don't think. Well, yeah, who's who's Nick Nurse? Who's like the head of the who coaches the Raptors? Nick Nurse is white. So okay, well, <laughs> drafted like Mike Hoffman. So we are really—it's really falling apart here in the later rounds. Oh, who you got? I'm gonna get Clayton Keller, and I dab on them. Let's fucking go, boy! I hope that he grows the chest hair this year. I want that for Clayton. We have to wrap up because it's been an hour and twenty minutes. It's been too long since we started recording. Okay, um, so we'll be back on—I don't know, like five six days from now whenever we fucking feel like it with our western conference roundup and then um the real season's gonna start so if you have questions comments concerns for next week's episode you can dm us on twitter you can call us you can text us at 774-318-6952 the number has not changed go about your business as usual do you think anyone has our phone number saved in their contacts um i would hope not yeah that's a really scary thought i'm sorry i said it you should also follow us on Twitter at puckbunnies underscore pod. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram as well at puckbunniespod. I don't know if there's a... There's still no underscore. It's fine. If you want to find us, that's cool. If you don't, yeah. then chill. I would also just like to give a special shout out to everyone in our fantasy league with us this year. So we did a charity fantasy league and uh, raised over $900 for a border organization uh, that provides services to refugees and anyone coming into America called Races. Mm-hmm. So I'm really proud of that. And I'm also really excited to get my ass kicked in uh, fantasy since I am only drafting busters right now. Cannot wait. And if you want to, you can sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash puckbunnies. We will not be sending that money to charity. That money will go to us. That money will go to my groceries. Also, you can rate and review us on iTunes. That would be lovely. We actually love that so much. Audrey reasons to me sometimes when I'm sad. Audrey, I miss you so much. All right, relax. We just talked to each other for like an hour and a half. Okay, fuck off. And we talk to each other every day because we're best friends. I know. You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Okay, we can be done now. Okay, cool. Bye, guys. See you in a couple of days. Um, welcome back. That's hockey, baby. Let's hockey. <laughs> Why did I say it like that? I'm so sorry. I'm I'm hitting I'm hitting stop now. Bye. <laughs>
For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the Pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.